0: Hi, and welcome to the EYEJ Speaks podcast. My name is Andre Hampton, and I'm the producer and sometimes host of the podcast. To begin, EYEJ stands for Empowering Youth, Exploring Justice. The mission of EYEJ is to empower and amplify the voices of teens and preteens by bridging them with diverse individuals to engage in interactive discussions centered around social justice. This podcast was developed from the EYEJ Speaks Facebook Live events where they cover topics pertaining to civic engagement, emotional learning, and social justice. Now on the podcast, we'll provide additional time to reflect on those topics and provide time for our speakers to give a little bit about their backgrounds. Now here, we'll also speak to those who are involved in empowering the youth, thought leaders, change advocates, as well as experts in all areas of concern that address social justice. We'll also touch base with the participants within the EYEJ organization including the Youth Council and YODJ, which stands for Youth Online Discussing Justice. Now, we're trying to make a difference, and we believe our youth is the beginning. So please tune into the podcast, as well as our EYEJ Speaks Facebook Live events, our blogs, and across all the social media networks. Now, change begins by listening, so we'll hope you tune in. Catch you next time. Hi and welcome to the EYEJ Speaks podcast. Today we have an incredible panel. Well, all our panels are always incredible and our speakers were definitely great today. So hopefully everyone is able to join the EYEJ Speaks Facebook live event. If not, you can always go back onto Facebook and it'll be there so you can see the whole, whole entire event. And our topic today was achieving a, pod- a positive mindset. And on the podcast today, I have Jackie Stavros. Katie Ross and, ba- excuse me, Brady Lorick. So uh, what I want to do is definitely go over the background, because as I mentioned before in our other podcasts, we rarely have a lot of time um, on the EYEJ Speaks Facebook live event to go over the backgrounds of our guests. And everyone has a, such a diverse background and has so much information to provide to us. We want to make sure you know where they're coming from. and They're not just people who we picked out of anywhere. They're definitely experts and have great ideas on the topic at hand. So I would like to start with Jackie. Jackie, if you could give us a little bit of your background and um, what did you think about the topic of today, uh, achieving a positive mindset?
1: Okay, so um, my background is I've spent the last 25 years probably in, in academia university as a professor, but I kept my door in the practical world um, working with organizations around the world about um, the importance of a positive mindset um, to help them thrive their performance, their, their productivity. So um, I teach about appreciative inquiry, and it's a philosophy of looking for the best of what was, what is, and what's possible, no matter what state that you're in. And when you can help those in communities Get into conversations and in healthy spaces, it impacts their well being and the well being of those that they're um, interacting with. So that's what I do. And um, when I'm not teaching, I'm in industry working with organizations, helping their people th- um, kind of thrive and flourish.
0: Great, great. Thank you very much, Jackie. And I, you noted it earlier today um, on the Facebook Live event about appreciative inquiry that's uh an emotional intelligence something i want to touch on as well but that was definitely something new and definitely caught my attention with the with the ai so um i definitely want to bring that back and and touch on that again with the the rest of our guests as well Please uh katie so katie um could you give us a little bit of your background as well as what you thought about the the talk today on achieving a positive mindset
2: yeah um so currently i am the program director of EYEJ for our two online programs, Uh, one of them YODJ, which is Youth Online Discussing Justice, uh, as well as our All-Star Reading Program. Um, I'm originally from uh, Baltimore, where I did most of my works as a AmeriCorps member in Baltimore City, Maryland. but a lot of my work is with specifically low income youth and social emotional development, whether it's through play, um, facilitated play, or uh, through now currently the discussion series. I'm also a graduate student at Case Western getting a dual master's in nonprofit management and social work. And today's panel was awesome. Uh, I think we had a great perspective, uh, lots of different perspectives on what achieving a positive mi- mindset looks like um and how we can all get there both you know with youth and as a greater community
0: at large yes i, I definitely agree it was a lot of great points especially with uh diamond uh one of our youth council members for eyej mm. just her um her energy especially towards mm-hmm. the end of the talk or er, when we brought up you know what she would uh provide other people or give to other people. And just her mindset, it just felt a lot of good energy from her and just and listening to her speak. I couldn't help but smile. Yeah. Um, so she brought that, brought that out there. And there were a couple of things, as I mentioned with, with Jackie, with the AI, with the appreciative inquiry, could you go into that a little bit more for our guests, for those who couldn't make the uh, Facebook live event?
1: Absolutely. So when I say the word AI, most people will think artificial mm. intelligence, But this is a humane AI, and it's called Appreciative Inquiry. And if you Googled it, you'd come up with a million hits. But Appreciative Inquiry is probably one of the most effective and widely used approaches to foster positive change and dramatically impact the outcome of your um, conversations. And the two practices of Appreciative Inquiry, and we talked about actually both of them really, was generative questions. When you ask questions that come from a place of curiosity, and adding value and that when you come from a practice of framing and framing means we talk about not what we don't want but what we do want Mm. and what's possible
0: that that is great that is something um everyone should definitely be aware of and i'm glad you're bringing it up there bringing it up now so we can get that out because that's a a new idea well excuse me a new idea to me and i'm sure a lot of our guests as well um brady Going to you now, just a little bit about your background and what you think about the talk today on achieving a positive mindset.
3: I don't have quite the extensive background that some of you guys do, but um, this is my going to be my second year teaching. Um, mm-hmm. Last year was my first, and it was a whirlwind of a first year teaching. Um, so I teach downtown at Campus International School. Um, I teach seventh and eighth grade English. Um, I really love this conversation. This is my first year volunteering with EYEJ, and I really enjoyed this project, Um, and especially this conversation about um, having a positive mindset, um, because I feel like this is where um, I see our youth struggling the most in the classroom Mm -hmm. and being able to to put away or kind of – I see them masking a lot of the issues that they have and finding a hard time, um, finding that positivity when there's so much pressure and so much in opposition of them working against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed this conversation and it felt like a very genuine and, um, well cultivated experience when talking with the youth.
0: Oh, I agree completely. That's, that's a lot of, you, you've touched on a lot of points as far as a lot of good points through the talk. And definitely there are a lot of things that people, uh, our youth actually tried to mask and hide. And you did mention earlier that about the the negative labels and excuse me, how that can shut things down and how uh, I liked how you spun things uh, as far as like with the students and the youth to say, okay, if they're, you know, arguing with a teacher you know, spin that in a positive fashion and, and give them a good uh, outlook. Say, okay, you might be a good uh, lawyer or a good um, debater, something of that nature. You know, to keep them just from not excuse me from not saying something to to push them down to say, you know, they're they're a bad kid or whatever it may be, but spinning it in a in a fashion that you know sort of uh, pushes them positively. Absolutely. Okay. Great. So. Also was mentioned was the the health concerns and conditions that might happen from not having that positive mindset and that negative talk that it brings. And if you could, uh, starting with Jackie, what do you think about that as far as the health concerns and the the issues that the that may come about from just being negative and being so negative around negative people and just all these things bring you down?
1: So there's an amazing body of science behind this that. Um, it impacts your well being. So the longer you're in a state of a negative mindset, it's impacting um, your heart, your mind, um, the aches and pains of your body, your energy level. Um, I believe. Um, I think it was Brady that talked about. You know, these kids can't get out of bed in the morning. So it really does impact your well being when your your mindset is negative, versus when your mindset is positive. And we talked about the happy hormones in it, and it really gives you much more energy to deal with the issues because a positive mental energy attitude gives you the energy mm-hmm. to address the situation or the problem. So there is a lot about health and well-being in this.
0: Oh, definitely. I've, I've seen and experienced myself. I mean, I have uh, four of my own kids, and I have a lot of cousins who... Um, and that I'm around a lot. And some of them, you know, just try to spend their their attitudes are always just down and like, no, don't do that. You know, the way you're feeling now, you, it can affect you in the future. So you just try to, you know, get a, a better, better idea of a different way to approach different things, because it's not not just the end of everything. And Katie, what do you think about that as well, as far as with the the I know, you're dealing with the youth, especially with our EYEJ youth a lot. And have mm-hmm. you seen many of these things, uh, you know, come out of regards to their their health and their conditions?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think that um, in regards to their health, we're seeing it even more now uh, since the pandemic. We talked a little bit about how school was an escape for students. It was their only um, form of stability, and that was access to a positive mindset. that was you know, having the mentors and teachers to spin um, <clears throat> spin that conversation. Now that students are in more isolation, uh, la you know due to the digital divide, not having as much access to Zoom or school, um, when we can talk to them, uh, they definitely express how they're physically feeling, um, and I think now. It's incredibly valuable. You know, always having a positive mindset is great. But right now during this pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing in on um, access and opportunity for these students to have the support that they need, um, it's really showing clear uh, where we have Disparities Um, and where some students during this pandemic have two parents working at home that can support them versus, you know, our students possibly having to now babysit their four siblings, Mm -hmm. um, like Diamond kind of mentioned. And so, you know, 100% we see our students sleeping less, uh, not wanting to join calls as often, um, routine, lacking of routine. um, And even in the past, you know, when, you know, and Brady mentioned this, some students not even coming to school. And I think what's really interesting and and something that we really have to address is uh, having a positive mindset one day is great, but how can we um, cultivate this attitude and these habits for lifelong success in these students? And I think it comes back to what Brady said with one, um, touching on the little wins and making them the big wins, because they are a lot of the time for these students, and two, us as a society, um, creating space and ways for these students to have opportunities in which they can create uh, their own positive mindset and have um, results that render um, that positive mindset and effort.
0: Yes, it, uh, that's that's great. And you, I think you've hit it right on the head there. You gotta start young to sort of uh, get everything going as far as into adulthood and continue down that line. Because as we start with a positive mindset just continues all the way through, but getting those key points in there for them to use, it definitely Mm -hmm. helps. And what I've actually done, I mentioned to Jackie as well, before we started was that my brand and what I'm looking to do for the youth is sort of a sort of a cohesive with EYEJ. My brand is called adjust and I know Jackie, your, uh, your book, SOAR has its own acronym there but for me ADJUST uh, means application drives journeys unto successful transitions mm-hmm. so I have that aimed at the youth, Love it. at the youth to sort of change their mindset to sort mm-hmm. of you know if they're in a certain situation instead of reacting negatively or reacting really quick just take a moment take a breath and adjust mm-hmm. to that moment and go forward and do something a little more positive so that's that's just my approach but yes you've you've hit it there there are different things we have to put in place for our youth so that they don't have the same problems that you know that are plaguing us now and that have continued now and I know this um the pandemic has had a lot to do with everything there absolutely and Brady you've mentioned that um well how do you feel are there are there certain steps that you would say I know um Katie touched on a couple things that you mentioned a couple steps that you would say are needed for the youth, or that actually work for the youth, and how you approach them.
3: Um, I, as a teacher, I mean it's it's about cultivating that space of trust and and mutual respect. Um, it, it is important that they have a voice. I mean that's what EYEJ is all about, and mm-hmm. making sure that you're listening. They have a lot to say mm-hmm. if you take the time and listen. Um, I think too often as adults. We play that power role, and it's um, it's negative in and of itself. And and saying you need to do this, you need to listen. This is how it's supposed to be, and the systems that have been created over time are enforced to to oppress and to and to limit. And um, so, when we create that space of of open communication and open dialogue, um, you end up having more organic conversations and you, you get the real truth from, from students. I mean, even with EYEJ and in my classroom, right, my classroom conversation or a typical classroom conversation might look a lot different than it would at EYEJ. And we, we talked about this and why that might be. And you don't necessarily have those pressures of, of, peers, or you might not necessarily have the pressures of getting answers correct or saying the right response to, to appease the teacher, mm-hmm. um, but more natural conversations that you would have with, say, your friend group. Um, so when we turn our, our classrooms into that same setting where we open up and we are willing to have those conversations, where we invite those elephants into the room mm-hmm. about our systemic issues, about um, global and current events you get a natural and organic conversation and it it makes them feel empowered because they are now they now have the power to talk they now have the privilege to speak and they have um they have that autonomy to lead a, a discussion and to lead a classroom um, so at the beginning of our year it might look like like I start, I, I talk, I teach, but by the end, the students are leading their conversations and they are, I mean, that's the excellent thing. If you see it in Zoom rooms, you have your breakout sessions and the students are leading and having their conversations. So when we flip the script and we turn the conversation over um, and give the power to the students, they have a lot to say and they become more confident in themselves and their thoughts and in each other. Um, so I think that's one of the big ideas that I can bring as an educator into that scenario.
0: Oh, that's great. That's empowering is a, a big thing. And once you, you know, have have kids realize that the power that they do have and the the voices that they have and that it means something that it carries, that's a big deal. I know it, it brought a lot to, to me as a kid, just, you know, having uh, being able to speak to an adult, especially not just my parents or family, whatever it may be but to somebody else with a little more, well, I won't say a little more authority, but someone you look at a little more of an authoritative figure as far as a teacher or someone who's outside of the home because it seems to carry and hold a little more weight when you're in a different environment other than just at home. Now, what I want to cover is a few things that you might recommend for people, all of you, to recommend for people, youth, to, to use, um, and utilize in regards to helping the youth or even themselves as adults achieve a positive mindset. And I want to start with you, Jackie. I know you've uh, written a few books, I believe it was seven books. So you have quite a bit of a, a background and experience in this. So I want to know if there are certain things that you would recommend certain books, podcasts, programs, whatever it may be that you would possibly have people take a look at or listen to.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, if you're interested in learning more about appreciative inquiry or, you know, the, the art of a conversation, if you go to the website um, conversationsworthhaving.today, we have a free conversation toolkit. You'll get to download it, it'll define these two practices, but it gives you a list of questions so that you learn to ask questions. You learn to ask a language that opens up yourself and your students and whoever you're working with. Um, to be more productive and engaged, so that conversation is worth having dot today. And then, um, if you go to the SOAR website, which is soar-strategy.com, SOAR is simply it's a framework of f- starting from a place of strength, then considering opportunities, aspirations, and results. And you can get all kind of free resources. You can download download that there. Um, one of the podcasts, I like to listen to a guy named Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. S-I-N-E-K. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really entertaining. You could go to um, YouTube. But um, he, he gives a lot of um, really short and entertaining things. And he was talking about the importance of um, positive mindset and, and, oper- and um, being optimistic. And I just like his, his advice that, um, you know, things are difficult. Things are really hard. Things are dark. But you need to find the light and a positive mindset is going to get you so much further than a negative mindset. And if you think about um, EYEJ's mission, mm-hmm. um, it's about human to human connection and and it's about conversation. So this is why in your focus on youth, if you looked at the capital words, Y-O-U-T-H, youth means you. And they are our future. So I actually mm-hmm. I really enjoyed spending time on the EYEJ website this weekend so I could get myself in the mindset of more about this community.
0: Definitely. Those are great things there, especially with the, the podcast, because this podcast, like uh, many others, there are certain times when people don't have time to just sit down and read um, as we would like to do. So those are definitely a uh, Simon Sinek, definitely one that we will put yes. out there for everyone else to take a, a listen to. Oh yes, by the way, Jackie, your books, could you let everyone know, uh, your books and just a brief little background synopsis of what they're about?
1: Sure. I'll be real brief, but if you look at the book, Conversations Worth Having, it's all about using appreciative inquiry to fuel, um, productive and meaningful engagement. It's a book about stories. So you'll see stories about teachers, stories about youth, stories about parents, um, It's meant to be a quick read. And if you don't like reading, it's available on um, audio tape. But if you think about it, you spend 95 to 99% of your waking moments in conversations with your head and with others and through text and emails. Mm. And then The Thin Book of Soar, I do like to write short, practical books. It's just about how you can use a metaphor of Soar to create strategy that inspires innovation and engagement. And, Andre, because you're working on adjust, you've also picked a word that's a noun, but it's an action verb. Yes. It's a noun, and it's an action verb that's uplifting. And so I've been working with SOAR for about 20 years now, and it's really all about starting from a place of strength, Mm -hmm. discovering of opportunities, what people care about, aspirations, and being results-focused.
0: That's great. Thank you very much. So, Thank you for asking. Oh, not a problem at all. Thank you. I mean, the information that you have definitely needs to get out there. So we're always going to ask more. Um, so Katie, how about you, uh, different, um, recommendations that you might have via podcast book, audio, I mean, audio, but visual YouTube, whatever it may be, especially about achieving Mm -hmm. a positive mindset. Mm -hmm.
2: I think in regards to, in general, I, I've, Personally, really enjoyed uh, Brene Brown, um, yes. who talks a lot about vulnerability and connection. And she has she has a great talk on you know why your critics aren't the ones who count. And kind of pulling it back into our into the youth and the students that we work with. Um, when we talk about self identity and self confidence, you know we we address. Why do we care about what other people think? Um, And what is the story that I'm telling myself? That's another thing that Brene Brown um, talks a lot about. And so we tell our students, and that comes back to the generative questions. Okay, so you get into a conflict with a friend. What's the story you're telling yourself? Why are you letting yourself feel attacked or put down? And how can you instead ask generative questions to understand the true narrative and have empathy for your friend or the person that you're having conflict with or could be in conflict with. And that is a huge, those are huge ways that students can Start working on changing their negative uh, thinking patterns because I think it's really breaking down the the habits. You know, a positive mindset comes back to what are you doing every single day, and right. so between generative questions, taking that step back, and really leading by example, I think is is a great way for students to learn how to visualize and visualize and move forward with a positive outcome, is us as as educators, as mentors, as people working with youth, providing that as an example ourselves, mm-hmm. but also breaking down that negative verbiage in our students' dialogue and the negative thinking patterns by breaking down the story that they're telling themselves and why that story is false.
0: Right, that's, that's good. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere and start actually out spoke about this on the last part podcast start with the uh the why why are you Mm -hmm. feeling that way what's happening why is why are you at that moment that you're in and just reflect Mm -hmm. on that same thing with with adjust essentially just take a breath try to think about what's going on and then move forward positively brady how about you any recommendations as far as with uh podcast books uh, programs or some advice that you would have
3: Absolutely. I think one of the big components with with our students or with the youth in general is um, the the idea of responding versus reacting, responding, thinking about what you want to accomplish in this scenario. Right. So we talk about if you're in a fight with a friend. Right. Um, They said something that you didn't like. What what's the ultimate goal? like is it are we just gonna vent things out are we going to to mend our relationship what what do we want the final outcome to be and our steps need to be working towards that and responding versus reacting right reacting is you hurt me so i'm gonna hurt you back and we're gonna keep this going right a fight is just tossing the ball back and forth and taking the time to stop and really breathe first and foremost and then you know go through some of those questions in your head. Why are they saying this? What, you know, what do I want out of this? And just, just take the time to stop and respond rather than react with your emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, we've talked about in the pod or in our FaceTime, no, I don't know what things are anymore. Uh, the zoom, (laughs) whatever it was, Mm -hmm. whatever we did earlier today, that thing, Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the importance (laughs) of getting water, right? Um, sometimes it's important. Like if, if, In a setting you're able to and in our classroom, we're able to take the time to go for a walk, go for a walk, get some water, Um, water in and of itself just replenishes, gets you to calm down, gets your blood pressure back to normal, gets your breathing back to normal. And you took a walk to clear your head so you can think things through before you might react rather than respond. So those are just some some strategies that might be helpful. Mm -hmm. And then finding mentors. Um, It doesn't have to be a parent doesn't have to be a teacher, um, doesn't have to be an older sibling, but it might be. But it's also, you know, what we're surrounding ourselves with right now. Our, our youth is really focused on social media. So finding people on social media that really amplify voices or amplify topics that are a concern or our, our students are paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I follow Amanda Seals. Um, she also has a podcast called Small Doses and Jamila Jamil. And she has a podcast, I believe, called I Way. So those are focusing on, you know, black empowerment, as well as focusing on um, amplifying voices of people of color and women and um, all the topics that are very relevant that some of our students might be struggling with. Mm-hmm. And by finding someone who amplifies their voice might empower them to do more yeah. and to find that, that positivity. If, if we see people that are thinking like us, we we might start you know, holding that power a little bit tighter. Mm -hmm. And then I would also recommend for um, teachers um, or people who are working with kids in general, Bettina Love's book called We Want to Do More Than Survive. It looks at the systemic issues that we have in our, you know, education system and how some are meant to succeed and how some are meant to fail and just kind of the issues that we face in our urban education, whether that's tone policing or whether that's Basically, soul murdering of our students the minute that they walk in the door, mm. and what little things are we doing that strip away their identity? And when we strip and strip and strip, right? Wh- when we're told something enough, we believe it. Yes. So how can we rewrite that narrative and bring that positivity back into our
0: our schools mm-hmm. so
3: it's a place that students want to be, not that they have to be.
0: Wow. Definitely a good point. That last point was, yes, a place they want to be rather than have to be because that's, I know I looked at school like I have to be there but also looked at it like there's an end to this means of what I want to do. But yes, um, and considering how we are in, I like what you said about respond versus react considering that we're almost, we're in pretty much like a a t-shirt culture so that I just saw respond versus react on a t-shirt and wearing that Mm -hmm. around and like that just being a good mentality to have. So, A lot of the times, like you said, you need to have the representation and follow something or or view someone like I love to see um, Will Smith, for example. Yes. Will Smith and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith with a red table. The red table
3: talk. Yes. 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 Love it.
0: Those are both great examples. And just Will Smith himself. I mean, just incredible intelligence, uh, emotional intelligence and great ideas that he has just, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever he may be. It's never anything negative. He's always bringing a laugh and bringing something to the table to where people can actually grow from. And then the red table talks like, oh my goodness, that's mm. those those are incredible. And I would recommend everybody at least watch at least one of them on something because that just brings so much information and ideas to the table, and just a lot of positive nature and just positivity all the way around. Flat out, just the Smith household is just just positive, just a whole positive cloud over them. I feel it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they rained it on everyone else. So it's, it's a great thing to have. Lastly, I want to make sure that everyone who's listening to the podcast can get in contact with the three of you to get more information. So I want to start with you, Jackie, because I know you gave us a couple of things about the, the books there, conversations worth having today. How else can people get in contact with you?
1: Well, I would say I've got several emails, but the one I'm most responsive to is at my Lawrence Technological University. So mm-hmm. if you email me to jstavros, Stavros, and Victor R O S at L T U Edu and just reference that you were listening to this podcast or that and tell me what you need. Um I'm very responsive even to, to whomever emails me. So just send me an email if you um if you need something or um, you can direct message me. I do have Facebook and Twitter and all those lovely social media platforms, <laughs> but you know, I look at my email every day to respond to people to be responsive.
0: Okay, great. I'm glad you look at that every day. It's kind of tough at times. I know as far as my yeah. work, it's kind <laughs> emails get inundating and just, oh, yes, but great. Thank you very much, Jackie and Katie. And how are you? you? How can people get in contact with you? Thank you.
2: Uh, yeah, you can directly use Katie at EYEJ. Um, I'm, constantly on that email uh also linkedin and uh linkedin's probably the next best so that's kath and ross uh but that's probably the best two forms and on eyejs you can find information and we can also you know reach out if we can't give you the answers i'm sure in our network of people we can find someone that can so
0: definitely thank you very much katie and how about you brady how can people get in contact with you
2: um you can
3: contact me um on email Brady.loric at Cleveland It is long and lengthy, but it gets the job done. Um, And I'm also, you know, active on Instagram. That's where, um, honestly, a lot of our conversations um, and interactions can stem. Mm especially with some of my students and former students, um, a lot of it, engagement happens that way about sharing posts. And did you see this Miss Lork? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Or I saw this. What do you think? So I think that, you know, meet, meet people where, where they're at. So a uh, yes. little bit of social media, a little bit of email.
0: Great. I definitely say definitely with the, the Instagram that you have that open to your students there, it's that's meet them where they're at. Cause they are there. So that's the best place to meet, them. To meet them. And then, yes. um, just having it open and knowing that that avenue is available. I mean, I know that um, I'm a soccer coach as well, and I don't really put my Instagram or social media out to many of my kids. But if I did and if I didn't need to get in contact with them, they have my email or phone number so their parents are going to contact me. But for you to have someone, a teacher that they can contact, that's, that's a great thing to have there. All right, ladies. I thank you very much for joining us today on the EYEJ Speaks podcast. I appreciate your time very much and very greatly. You all did a great job today on the EYEJ Speaks Facebook Live event, and thank you very much again. Uh, continued success to all of you. And should you need anything else or any of our listeners, remember we're on uh, EYEJ is on Facebook, Instagram, and we're also on Twitter. So stay uh, stay aware. We're definitely going to put out the podcast weekly, and thank you for joining us.